Yeah, I need some help. When we get to the two takes, if I accidentally say Barbara Streisand rather than Barbara Stanwyck, slap me around a little bit. Keep me on a straight and narrow, okay? Ooh, Other than okay. that, I think I'm ready to go. If you insist, I will do that for you. I'm that kind of brother. Hey, you're here. Fantastic. It's the Pro Show. It's Saturday morning. Wow. Are you ready? Are I you am ready, ready, John? I yeah. am ready. Yeah. That's my brother, John. My name's Jerry. We are okay. actual brothers. Yeah, right? Yep. And we do this every every Saturday morning. Well, we deliver it every Saturday morning. We have to re- we switch around when we record, where we record for security reasons. I can't disclose any more about it than that. But uh, <laughs> good, good point. I mean, I we haven't mentioned that before, and I think it's important that there is no yeah. this isn't isn't that easy. Yeah. I mean, we have no. to work hard just at preparing and where we're going to do it. Oh, people don't know. Anyway, better that they don't actually. All right, so uh, what's up with you, John? What T-shirt are you wearing? Well, I'm wearing the one. The it's a way back. Uh, the one with the insignia with our, our standard you with your arms up and uh, me just kind of smiling my ass off. Uh, insignia shirt you know with a little decal type of circular thing in the corner that's it oh, it's it's a very oh. comfortable shirt too and actually guess what Ooh, news what? breaking news i am wearing it what i am wearing it i am wearing it yeah i wow. figured you know it doesn't have much on it maybe i can memorize what it's on there and i i did it okay all right yeah I'm, well you know what do you got on I, I didn't say anything earlier, but we do have seasons, and there's a different animal for every season. And yeah, yeah I'm wearing the season of the rat. Oh, such a good season! season. With that t-shirt. postage stamp on it. Yeah, the postage stamp rat who looks almost like a cat. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? It, it, I love those shirts. It's it's a really good shirt. I, yeah, I think that was the first postage stamp we did. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we've good. done two or three of them, as I recall. Rad. Yeah, so that that's going on. And, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, we have a sponsor. Is that right? We sure do. Our sponsor is Animal Legal Defense Fund. And their mission as a 501c3 is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. And uh, they do a great job doing a variety of things, always in action, making things happen. And that's our sponsor. And they also that have is. some swag. They do have swag. Uh, yeah, I've got some of it myself. And I think you've got some also, don't you? Uh, sure do. Okay. And I think it's high quality. Uh, the images are fantastic. It's a, definitely a worthy cause. Uh, their swag is our swag, actually. Uh, we we have the same printer that prints our T-shirts and our, our yeah. mugs as Bonfire. So mm-hmm. uh, we have links at the bottom of our show notes where you can uh, get our swag, their swag, any swag you want swag. And, uh, yeah, it's just wonderful. And, by the way, if you want to be notified of when the shows drop, when they're mm-hmm. published, all you have to do is go to www.bro.show, and you'll be taken to our Substack website. And uh, on there, you can subscribe, and we will not hassle you. We don't charge money. Uh, we we don't. We just notify you every Saturday morning when the show drops. That's it. Just one gentle reminder. That's all it is. Oh yeah, we're nothing if not gentle. <laughs> we're harmless, all you might say. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've been called quite often. Harmless. Yeah. Oh well. Hey, you, you got, we had a rabbit story, John. We have a really good. Yes, we sure home. do. As we wind down the season with the rabbit stories, uh, we came. This is one that's not very well known. It's a baseball one, and it's about a mechanical rabbit. And we'll give you a little bit of background on it. Uh, it, it the setting for it is that back in the 60s, an uh, insurance mogul by the name of Charles Finley uh, purchased the controlling interest in a baseball club at that time located in San- Kansas City called the Kansas City Athletics. Mm. He remained there for like uh, eight years, uh, and, and he moved the team eventually to Oakland. But during that seven-year period, actually seven not eight uh Ah. he introduced many novelties to the the team and this is the kind of guy who was kind of a showman sort of a uh, a current bill back to some some extent and he would do uh things like make kind of wild and crazy uniforms with green and gold created a zoo in the in the left field a petting zoo and then uh, actually brought back satchel page at the age of 59 to pitch three scoreless innings in a ball game believe it or not wow that is so cool and I'll tell you, probably the biggest change he made was he actually made a live mule, his, the mascot for the, the club, named Charlie O. And he, uh, he, he, he was very proud of this animal. And the animal was rather docile. Whenever it was in a press conference, it would uh, be, it wouldn't, you know, get all anxious and excited and romp around. But, however, it did seem to have one problem because, you see, Charlie didn't Too relaxed. like the press. Too relaxed. And, Char- he, and Charlie made sure that this this animal had a very substantial meal before the conference, Ooh. and then of course went into the, to the conference press conference room, and and well, the rest we can kind of figure yeah. what happened. Oh. He took that animal on the road too. But all that stuff that I mentioned is the background to our story, which isn't often told. And that is, there was oh. another novelty which Charlie was able to come up with, and that is Harvey. And Harvey was this um, this mechanical rabbit. So the, the other changes he made were kind of window dressing, but this was a very functional change because you see, oh, yeah. this mechanical rabbit named Harvey was responsible for providing baseballs to the home plate up. So he was right there, uh, right behind him. And so Harvey, who was named after the invisible rabbit, but obviously we don't know what he looked like if he's Harvey the Invisible Rat, but he more looked like Bug, Bug Bunny's, the Bugs Bunny's yeah. lost long cousin. Yeah, and so did. what he would do, he would periodically uh, appear uh, by be emerging from the ground behind home plate. And actually, uh, the, 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 the basket in which these balls were placed was on top of his head. So that, and on top of the of the basket was sort of a lid that would come up and down. So that when it would go down, it would close and provide a level surface, so that you know somebody would trip uh, in a hole <laughs> as they were coming back for a foul ball. Wow! So, this I is crazy. How about the music? That was my favorite. Oh God! Oh yeah! Can you believe it? So when Peter the rabbit tail. Peter Cottontail. So when that doggone rabbit appeared, the organist would play, here comes Peter Cottontail. Hopping down the bunny trail. <laughs> I can't help but laugh on that one. No, okay. that's really good. Uh, good good rendition, John. Yeah, I tried my best. So, of course, it wasn't completely mechan- uh, uh, automatic because somebody would have to fill the basket with the baseballs. 
And uh, Charlie was rather frugal, so quite often he was trying to get rid of some of the batting practice balls. So he would stick used balls in there with the real ones. Man, I don't know if the ump could tell the difference wow. or not. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the thing is that after the 1967 season, uh, Charlie uh, pulled up stakes. And so we have Charlie O, the mule, Harvey the rabbit, and the rest of the club making their way to Oakland. And there's a couple of, uh, of theories or urban myths as to exactly what happened to the rabbit. But somewhere in 1971, uh, the aging rabbit uh, was laid to rest in the bowels of Oakland Coliseum. Uh, wow. Because he kind of died and he died because of electrical issues. So I guess he got electrocuted. Wow. Figure out. But another version of his death is that a frustrated batter uh, was real upset and saw that smiling rabbit, you know, coming up and basically uh-huh. took a vicious swing at him and quickly this animal is history. So, so oh, yeah, uh, he he went down for the last time. He went yeah. on the ground. They just <laughs> put some dirt over him and he's yeah. still there today, isn't he? Yeah, you know, what's interesting about all of this yeah. is that maybe yeah. somewhere in the yeah. near future as Oakland moves there as uh, Char- uh, Charlie's no longer the owner, but as the Oakland A's move to Las Vegas, that's what's probably going to happen. They'll start yeah. digging around because they'll tear the ballpark down and they might find the remains of Harvey. So that's kind of where, where it is right now. And um, it's a, you know, it's, it's a not often told story that I think is very interesting. So that was it. moving, John. Thank you. That was yeah. beautiful. Hey, we have a word, don't we? Yeah, this is a word I came up with our two takes, and uh, it's right in a movie that we're going to talk about. And there's actually various forms of the word. The word is Picherino, which is like Picherino, P-E-A-C-H-E-R-I-N-O. But it could be another variant of that is Picheroo. And then, of course, it's going to be shortened to Peach. And maybe if you've never heard of those uh, terms that were quite often popular in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, you might have heard this one. Peachy or peachy keen. So what do yeah. all these things refer to? Well, they when you say peach, that's a peacheroo. It could be a person or a thing that is especially attractive, liked, or enjoyed. So in the movie, I got this quote, wow, she's a peacheroo. And uh, yeah. he's referring to uh, Barbara Stanwyck in the movie Remember the Night. And who is he? Well, he is Willie, the farmhand. Uh, Chili Willie, as they refer to him in the movie. And he's a kind of, I would call, a country bumpkin hasty type. And uh, he our sees kind of guy. Uh, yeah, our kind of guy. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he sees a, a, a nice looking lady like Barbara Stanwyck. And boy, he, he, he responds. So that's yeah. our word from the Christmas movie, Remember the Night. Here's what's interesting about our two takes. This is going to be a two takes. It's done over two weeks. Yep. So your take is going to be this week, and my take will be next week. And the topic is, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And so you're going to talk about your favorite Christmas movie this week, and I'll talk about mine next week. So take it, John. uh, I'll tell you, my favorite movie is Remember the Night. Now you're going to say, what the heck is that? That doesn't sound like White Christmas or... Uh, holiday affair, whatever. No, it isn't. This is a movie that came out in 1940. And to give you a little background on it, uh, quite often the stars of this movie, uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray, we know better are better known for being the duplicious lovers uh, in the 1944 film war, Double Indemnity. 
However, yep. before that classic movie was made, four years earlier, they played very different lovers in a movie called Remember the Night. So what is Remember the Night? What kind of movie is it? Well, it's an American Christmas romantic comedy film with Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray. And it was written by a fellow named Preston Sturgis, who plays a, a very interesting role in this, uh, who later has a, a, a career as a director. 94-minute movie filmed in black and white released in January 1940, which the month is kind of interesting because yeah. usually Christmas movies come out in December. And yep. this is not that and it was this is not the only one that kind of fits that where they don't quite get it in sync with the, the holiday. So what's this movie all about? Well yeah. we've got we got Fred McMurray. He stars as a young New York City assistant director uh, district attorney prosecuting thief, Barbara Stanwyck. And Barbara Stanwyck uh, plays a role of a street smart woman who has seen her share of bad breaks and is on trial before Christmas for shoplifting a bracelet at a grocery, at a grocery, excuse me, jewelry store, jewelry store, yeah. jewelry store. So the court case is kind of moving along pretty slow. And Fred McBurry wants to get home in Indiana. So what he does is he basically says uh, to the, the judge, he says, judge, uh, we're kind of getting pretty close to the end of the day. Uh, could we suspend this? Uh, case and that leaves Barbara Stan, Stan uh, right, uh, excuse me, Stanway in jail. Come on, come on, come on, get the name right. It's not Stanway. Yeah, you're right. Stanwyck. I'm sorry. I knew it was a matter of time. Hopefully, I've gotten out of my system. Barbara Stanway. Okay. Shake it off, John. Shake it off. Shake it off. Okay. So Fred goes home, gets ready to to to, to go to Indiana, and all of a sudden he has some remorse, and he he goes to the the the, the jail, and the guy right there, he's, and the guy's name was Fight uh, Fat Mike, and he says, Hey, Fat Mike. But you do me a favor, spring that lady for over the, get Baylor out over the holidays. Well, Fat Mike figures, ooh, hot looking babe like that. And I know what the, I know what this attorney is going to be doing over the holiday. Well, he's got it all wow. wrong. So wow. in addition to the fact, Barbara Stanwyck thinks that that's what Fred McMurray wants. So she goes up and sees him. And he, he says, no way. No, I'm, that's not what I'm all about. I'm getting ready to go home. So they find out that she lives along the way. So he ends up taking her back to the Indiana family farm where she is warmly received by his mother and his aunt. Now, the mother is played by Beulah Bondi, and that's kind of a name. If you ever saw Beulah Bondi, you would know who she is. She played, she played like a mother, grandmother for over 40 years, roles as such. <laughs> wow. So uh, the mother li likes the lady and encourages a romance between the pair. However, Fred McMurray says to his mom, says, hey, mom, uh, lighten up a little bit, because you see this lady is in trouble back in New York City. And in fact, I am going to prosecute against her and put her in jail when I get back. So lighten Ooh. up. So but after learning about uh, the Chris, uh, the Stanwyck's uh, criminal past, the mom uh, asked Stanwyck, says, hey, look, uh, my son is is a hardworking lawyer. And he really doesn't need to get himself in trouble. So, uh, and I, I'm, I'm worried that you might be destroying his career. So here, Fred and, and, and Barbara have, have basically fallen in love. And now they've got to go back. New York City. And by the way, they got a little trouble on the way. So they had to, they went through Canada to avoid a certain state. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. And so the question <laughs> is, which we'll leave it here. We don't want to have any spoilers. What will no. they do once they return to New York?
And that's, oh that's man, I can't believe you, you're leaving me hanging here. You're leaving me hanging. That's well, awful. come on, you were supposed to watch the movie, or maybe you did somewhere along the line. I think you did. I did. You know, I, I did. I saw it a couple of years ago. It's so a wonderful a few, movie. Yeah, just a few more uh, deeds. This movie was well received, uh, and the New York Times called it uh, a memorable film and title uh, quality. This and that said great stuff. IMD, the Internet Movie Database, gave it a mm. rating of seven point six out of ten. Critic rating Ooh. of 78 out of 100, and that's what I would call somewhere between between very good and excellent. So it's 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 got the the the, the cred, the the approval of both the press and the viewers. A couple of factoids that are really cool about this: the, the screenwriter Preston Sturgis is very well known as one of the screwball comedy writers of the 1940s. Was so angered with the director. Uh, because he had trimmed so many scenes while filming the movie and later while editing the film. So he decided, screw this, I'm going to not only be the screenwriter for my remaining movies I make, I am going to also be the director. And he was on the set and he could get to know Barbara Streisand very well. And he said to her, he said, Barbara Streisand? Oh, Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, here I did it again. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Producer. I needed that slap on the face. Um, <laughs> so one day he told her, he says, look, I'm going to make you a screwball comedy. And, 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 and sure enough, a year later, he made Lady Eve with her. And now, excuse me, uh, Stanwyck felt yeah. that she was not the, she's more of a dramatic actress, a little bit of comedy. And didn't think she would fit the part, but this was was one of her best movies called Lady Eve. I love the way he uh, Sturgis uh, summarized the movie. Love reformed her and corrupted corrupted him, uh, which kind of in one sentence tells the story. The most wow. amazing character out of this, though, was the the defense attorney that that uh, Barbara Stanwyck had. And he, oh yeah, he was great. He he, he, was, great. he was he was he was so full of uh, bad acting as he was doing it, and maybe the reason was is because you see this guy, although he became an actor, was originally a lawyer himself. So oh, wow. that's that's the dirt. And I'll tell you, Barbara Stanwyck is better known probably for another Christmas movie called Christmas in Connecticut, which was put out maybe yep. three or four years after this. So that's my it's favorite true. movie. Thank you, John. Yes. Can we have some groaners, week. please? Okay. Well, look, I've got a couple of juicy groaners, and I'm going to give you the first one. These are Christmas groaners. What What uh, do you call Santa when he's broke and doesn't even have any change? He is so broke, he's left with just coin. So what do you call that, that Santa? <laughs> this wow. is so bad. <laughs> I don't know. Give it to me. Saint Nicholas. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Well, I can tell that, that went over like a lead balloon, huh? Okay, no, that I'm was good. Get, that was good, actually. I'll okay. admit it. That okay. was good. I'm, I'm, if we weren't pressed for time, I would laugh. Okay. What do you call a person who is afraid of Santa Claus? What do you call a person that fears Santa Claus? What do you call him? What's the adjective to describe that person? Uh, I don't know. Claustrophobic. I knew it had to do with claws. You know, you were, you, you, your, your mind was going the right direction. Just a little bit. Yeah, but I I didn't come up with claustrophobic. (laughs) That's good. I like that. That's clever. Okay. Very good. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) 